All right, everybody, welcome back to Rose 1 through 10. We're here with episode 73. I just said that. That's right, 73, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, episode 73, uh, coming off a great weekend of racing. We had Gateway. We had, uh, where were the outlaws? River Cities. Yeah, then um, they got rained out Houston's. Yeah, and then uh, we got Ohio Speed Weeks coming up, so Sonoma coming up, so a lot to uh, – a lot to unpack in this episode, but I do have a friend who jumped on here to uh, talk. He was at Gateway to talk about my buddy. We uh, we hung out at Talladega. He's a great dude. I uh, I call him the the CEO of Rowdy Nation. Yes, I sir. Think it's safe to say, one of the most passionate race fans you'll ever meet. Uh, great follow on Twitter. Uh, so he goes to races all the time. So I figured it'd be a great week to. Uh, have you on so Dalton I'll throw the uh, I'll throw the the floor to you to introduce yourself and talk about Gateway a little bit if you want to uh hey what's uh, going on guys this is uh Twitter celebrity uh, Dalton Good aka <laughs> Dalton Ratty Bush uh of course I had to throw that in there um so if you guys don't know me uh I'm uh yeah I, I, I'll I'll brag a little bit the biggest Kyle Bush fan on Twitter uh, at Dalton Good 18 uh I am in a podcast on my own uh, at the uh, Left Turn Cult. Please go check us out while you're at it. Uh, so, see, so yeah, I want to get to Gateway real quick. So, a little funny story. I never really planned on going to Gateway this year. And uh, the start of the week uh, last week, I had still had no plans of going to Gateway. But I want to give a shout-out to my good buddy uh, Ian Jordan from uh, the Stock Respect Podcast, which you also check out, by the way, good buddies of mine. Uh, he texted me during work on that Tuesday – I said, hey, Dalton, come to Gateway with me. It's only four, uh, four hours and 45 minutes for me. I'm like, damn it, Ian, I'm trying to save money for Nashville, and then you pre-pressure me with this shit. But um, he tells me, listen, I know your birthday is coming up in a month, so I'll buy your ticket for you. And at that point, I just couldn't pass that opportunity up. So I just said, ah, okay, fuck it. Give me the ticket. I'll head my way there. And four hours and 45 minutes wasn't that bad of a drive. I mean, I drive four and a half hours every month uh, to go – see my dad in Johnson city. So, uh, so it's, it's not really that bad. So yeah, I just, uh, got up early Sunday morning. I, uh, went to St. Louis and, uh, watched the inaugural, uh, race the gateway. So, uh, had a pretty good time there. Um, I really hate, it. I had to drive, uh, four hours to see Joe Elegano win, but, uh, I mean, either way, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's good to, you know, go to a track you've never been to before, uh, see the first ever race at the facility, uh, spend time with your friends, uh, and, and just came back and have a good time. So, uh, I, I thought it was worth the trip, all things considered. And, uh, glad I got to see, uh, gateway race of my lifetime. I was in the same boat as, as, as yeah. four and a half hours, see Joey win at Darlington and then five hours, see Denny Hamlin win at Charlotte. So yeah, I was, uh, I was in, I was in a, a little bit of the same struggle bus with you there, but but I, I mainly like you know we're a race fan podcast and like the reason I thought it was such a good week to uh, invite you on and, and and talk to you is is the uh, like this being the first Cup race at Darlington like or at Darlington at, at Gateway like, well there's a lot of, there's a lot of flat Darlington if you want to call it that <laughs> basically yeah but there's a lot of concerns about the uh, the facility there and stuff and were they ready for a Cup race and like how is that all going to be and. I figured it'd be cool to get because you know you hear people in the industry talk about oh the track did this that and the other but like that's not the perspective of like a race fan going to the track like 
exact like exhibit A is like Nashville last year. Like people in the industry is like, oh, that place was great. Like they were ready and had and it was like you ask any race fan, it's like it's a clusterfuck. So I, I figure Gateway. I mean, it seems like in the industry and like on Door Bumper Clear, for example, it's like a lot of positive feedback from people. But I mean, what do you think of the facility? How was the traffic getting in and out of there? Was it a good cup race and do you think it's something they'll be able to build on for the future and keep coming back there? So here's another thing. Uh, my main concern going into that race was the racing product. Uh, but of course, I think we'll talk about that here in uh, just a sec. But uh, to answer your question about the facility. So obviously it was a sellout crowd, uh, but that was actually a lie because uh, when it was announced that it was a sellout on, I think they announced it on, Tuesday or Wednesday that it was a sellout, uh, but or, or no, yeah, it was Wednesday because Ian texted me on Tuesday and then the sellout news was on Wednesday. But uh, Ian told me that uh, there were still tickets left on uh, SeatGeek and a whole bunch of other websites uh, in the turns one to two area, so we were still good on that. Um, we did have to buy a parking pass too, uh, and that kind of worried me a little bit at first. Uh, I mean, because you really never have parking passes at other tracks. Like, it's just you find something, you pay however much it is, and just, you know, go from there. Um, so I went online, bought my parking pass. I picked the uh, the red parking spot, which was uh, only $20. I mean, which is not that big of a deal. Uh, so they kind of had that. They had, the, they had it organized with, like, the brown parking, the red slash orange, uh, purple, and... I think another one, but I couldn't remember what color it was. But they had all that set up. And then, of course, the night before, everybody was uh, really concerned about traffic, uh, saying, oh, you know, get, get, get here early, uh, might have trouble getting in. I thought it was going to be like Nashville last year with the traffic issues they had. Uh, but I got to say this, guys. I've been to a lot of different tracks in my lifetime, uh, especially this year. And, of course, you know, there's traffic everywhere you go, obviously. But let me tell you something. I have never been to a racetrack ever in the entire country where I got in and out of the place so damn fast. Like, like it's, it's not even funny. That's I get there and here. <laughs> yeah, no, serious. Okay. So yeah, there was traffic, but the, the thing is the shout out to the city of uh, St. Louis or the Madison, Illinois area, whatever the hell you want to base it in. They know how to direct traffic because so I get there and I go under a bridge, which puts me – I was still at three minutes away from the track. I could see it. That's where I started to slow down. Uh, but the thing was, it was actually moving pretty damn good. I only came – going in, I only came to a stop one time, and that was it. Uh, and I stopped for about, I want to say, five to eight minutes, and then I got back going again. And then they were trying to you know, get everybody organized in their uh, parking spots. He had a guy come to me and say, hey, uh, where are you? I said, uh, I'm in red. And he goes like, okay, just uh, get in this lane right here and uh, get on moving. I say, all right, thank you. And they put me in. And then I was just straight on to my parking spot. So I think it took me about 15 minutes to park, uh, like 10 to 15 minutes. And then I get out of my car, you know, I watch the race, and then I leave. And I do have a little bit of trouble finding my car because the parking spot is just so damn big. Uh, but now getting out, uh, I thought it was going to be the worst part, but I followed this car who went through like a shortcut through like an open gate 
to merge on to like the traffic going out. And so I follow him and it was the same thing leaving. Uh, and this time I didn't stop one time. I was out of there in five minutes after I found my car and it was so awesome uh, getting out of there as quick as I did. And right after that, I never hit anything else on the way home back to Nashville. So it was a huge sigh of relief. I don't know like what they do to direct traffic that good, but I wish they would do that everywhere. So uh, yeah, for those of you that are concerned about, you know, the gateway traffic and everything like that, it, it's, it's definitely worth it. Uh, you'll be in and out of there as quick as possible. If you're, if you don't live in the St. Louis area, I, and you're going back somewhere else, I think you won't have any trouble going back home. But maybe if you do live there, probably, but it won't be as bad as uh, every other track. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, love to hear that, that they had their act together. I mean, we know this isn't the first big event. They've held IndyCar races and truck races and Xfinity races throughout the years. But definitely the spotlight was on them with the their first cup race, and, and sounds like they delivered. Um, I know that that sounds like there was a little bit of issues with some food lines, but again, you've been uh, to plenty yeah. of racetracks. You, that's how it goes when you go to these racetracks. It's long lines for the food, really. Well, I mean, when I went to Nashville last year, you know, I mean, same thing, you know, uh, sellout crowd. Uh, this time the traffic was bad, of course, but and there were pretty long concession stand lines because, well, there's in Nashville, I mean, it's such a tiny ass grandstand. There's not that many concession stands, obviously. Uh, same thing for Gateway uh, in the especially in the turns one and two grandstands. I don't know how the front stretch ones were, but, you know, I tried to uh, get in line for food and uh, before the race starts because I haven't eaten the, like, all day before the race started. And I, I know that's my fault, but I really wanted to just get a basket of fries, and that was it. Uh, and there were only two concession stands in that grandstand area. And I get in line, and it's pretty backed up, and it's moving so damn slow. Uh, it. It seemed like to me the workers were just taking their time, not really giving a shit, like not in a hurry. Uh, at Nashville, I mean, they were working their asses off trying to get everybody the stuff, and it moved very decently, in my opinion. Uh, but these guys, they just took forever. And it it took like I want say like ten minutes to take one footstep, uh, and I get to ten people in front of me, and the national anthem's playing, and. Listen, when I go to races, I don't like to miss a lap, like for anything. You know, like I I don't like to use the bathroom. I don't like to get a drink or whatever. Like I, I want to sit and watch however many laps there is, like all of it. Um, but I I really think I should have stayed. But um, when I got to like 10 people, I didn't take a footstep for like 20 minutes. And so I just said, okay, fuck this. I'm just going to go sit in my seat, try again later. And I would try to check like uh, after every caution to see if it got any better. And every time it looked, it looked the same as it was, you know, <laughs> coming into the track. So gotcha. that was it's, my it's only like Mar- about it. It's but like, yeah, it's like Martinsville where you're in the turn and they have like the one hot dog stand and like the whole uh, grandstand where like where were we sitting last year? Like to like uh, turn one, turn two. And they had like one hot dog stand over there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that, that's where my, uh, let our gold boys uh, ran into when they went uh, last fall. Um, Jacob and uh, Cooper were trying to get a hot dog, but uh, they had to wait in line for forever and they couldn't get one either. So they kind of have to go back and get one. They missed out on them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's unfortunate because Marshall has a damn good hot dog. Oh yeah. We love them what, hot dogs. You said um, you were, you were concerned about the, uh, the on-track portion of things, and I guess that can lead us through the weekend. I think we run through Gateway since we're on the subject of Gateway. We can just do truck race, cup race, and then we can do Xfinity Portland as it's like whole 
separate thing because that's that was a spectacle in and of itself. But um, yeah, I mean, we can hit on that truck race. I don't know if you got to watch that, Dalton. I got. I got to see it, and it was a pretty good race. I don't know how much of that you guys got to see, but I know, Derek, you were down there racing with Yeah, I didn't, didn't get to see that or the Xfinity race this weekend. So. Uh, I missed out on trucks. I had to take my car to the shop to get something checked on. Uh, but, however, I, I was able to watch uh, Portland. Yeah, so that so that truck race, Um, I mean, I thought it was a good race and a good start to the weekend at – at Gateway, obviously the main thing everybody's going to remember from that race is the hit Carson Hosovar took, and it, mm-hmm. I guess there was some controversy there with the uh, with with the uh, the response time for the medical crew and all that. That's kind of seemed to be a story everybody was talking about, but a good truck race, nevertheless. Uh, Chandler Smith was fast early. The KBM trucks were hooked up and went one, two, three in stage one. Stage two, there's a little bit more strategy. But and then Derek Krause was in position to to get his first career win, and um, who saw uh, Christian Eckes ended up getting him, who was my pick on the show last week, and then uh, caution came out. We had another restart, and Corey Heim was able to uh, was able to get them both and end up getting his second win of the season. But pretty good race, nevertheless. Definitely some tensions, like guys to each other, so. Uh, good race. You guys weren't able to watch it, so we don't need to spend too much time uh, elaborating on it. But uh, pretty good race, and nevertheless, I thought it was solid, as the trucks usually are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually a pretty good show for the trucks. I wasn't too worried about that race being a good show. Um, so, sounds like it was a pretty good race. Uh, yeah, like I said, people complaining about the safety trucks getting to Hoskovar as soon as possible. I mean, I feel like what did they say? 19 seconds before the first truck got to the wreck, and then there was like 40 some seconds till they got to him. But yeah, I mean that's that's reasonable if you ask me. So nothing, I don't think, out of the ordinary there. I just, the only complaint I I would have is I think like I guess whoever because like I know they have spotters in the corner who are like telling the people like go to this truck, go to this truck. And whoever's job that was, like, Hostvar is the one who took the driver door hit. So, like, he should have been the first truck they were at. Regardless. Yeah, I'm sure that's something they'll definitely look at. Maybe, like, like how like, maybe the incident broke down. But maybe that's that's so hard to do in 40-some seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But. I think it's just easy bash on NASCAR for the safety guys when they do a lot for the sport. So, let's let's take it easy on them. And obviously, a big part of that is dating back to last week too, where they left Chris Busher on his dome for minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, and, and then again, in that since we, they, they were just taking their time, he they knew he wasn't hurt. Um, might as well take their time, let it down easy, so they don't mess his back up or anything. So, I think that's the issue because uh, I I listened to the door bumper clear talk about that, and you know they were saying how you know Hostvar put his window net down and. Of course, I mean, when they do that, it usually says, you know, they're okay. Um, but I feel like that was kind of a little bit of a mistake <clears> on the <throat> part. Um, well, I mean, uh, I think also the window net signifies that it's not a serious injury. Like, yeah, the, you know net, what I mean? You're conscious and alert and awake enough to, to get the window net down. It's not dire. The window net. The way t- I look at that. 
the yeah, the window net to me is just like I'm not dead because like even like when Kyle broke both of his legs, like he put the window net down, like like so that doesn't mean it's not a serious injury. I think everybody's making that argument. But like, they also think, did kind well, of react that they were like, oh, but in that instance, like you're just trying to get the hell out of that race truck. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know if you know this, Travis, but <laughs> when Kyle had that accident in Daytona, there was actually a fire in his uh in his cockpit. He was gonna stay in and let. NASCAR take care of him, but you know there was a fire, and he really had to get out as as much as he possibly could. Um, I now, didn't like that part, yeah. Now, if I were if I were Carson in that situation, I probably would have like put my window net down and just waved like, "Hey, get over here! Like now, help me! Help yeah, me!" Yeah, that's you know? that's probably the best scenario. Like, hey, wave, put your hand out the window. Like, hey, I need help. Yeah, but yeah, nonetheless, we don't have to harp on that, but. Yeah, solid truck race from what I've seen. Shout out to Raja. I feel like he was putting on a good show there. Um, I had some some change on him early in the week. Uh, and he ended up getting a speed and penalty pretty late in the race. Rallied back to, I believe, a top 15 finish. So solid run, but wasn't able to pull it through. Um, yeah, I guess we'll get into the cup race. Yeah, we can uh... – Definitely do. Like Dalton, I was uh, actually quite worried about what we would see on track this weekend. Um, what we saw um, at Martinsville wasn't good. What we saw at Phoenix wasn't very good. Um, I know Richmond kind of was a strategy race, but that really wasn't very good. Um, so these shorter flat tracks certainly isn't this car's strong suit, but Sunday kind of proved that theory wrong, I felt like. And even you had going into the race, like – Said himself, like I put in the groove chat. And he was, yeah, I was listening to, I was listening to Sirius XM up riding up the road Friday, uh, after our practice session. And, and yeah, like Truex, I know, had some pretty strong comments about it. And Chase Elliott had some comments about it that it was pretty, pretty narrow groove there in the first practice session of the day. So, yeah, they were definitely vo- very vocal on it throughout the weekend. But I think we delivered Sunday, was it? It was still Go ahead. race, but it kind of like worked in the favor. It's like a race to the bottom, pretty much. Like, every lap yeah, that, I mean, the, the, groove, yeah. the groove certainly widened out. I think we didn't see as much passing due to lack of tire fall off. Um, I think that had a big, big part of it. But the groove definitely widened out. I mean, there at the end of the race, you had Kyle Bush and Joey Logano running two distinct different grooves. Um, that was fun to see. Yeah, so, I mean, of course, you know, the, the, the thing with the flat tracks this year, it's just, you know, I feel like the biggest problem was that rear diffuser at these kind of tracks, and I thought that's why Martinsville was as bad as it was. Um, and me and my lefter Colt boys have talked about that, you know, saying that we should get rid of the diffuser. And, and of course, you know, Corey Joy brought it up that there's a rumor that they could uh, when they go back to uh, Richmond uh in August and then of course have it for Martinsville and Bristol uh in the playoffs. So that's why I was a little bit worried about that. I thought passing was gonna be a little bit difficult. Now I will say this, you know, from being there from mid pack on back, there was actually quite a, a like a lot of passing. I don't know what you guys saw on Fox, but you know, I mean of course Fox is not really gonna show all that much. I mean they'd rather show little kids. I mean we all know that but um <laughs> but up front, however, yeah, it it really got difficult. Like once you got to the uh, top eight or top ten, it that's where it got really difficult. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I did see a lot of good battles, you know, on back. Uh, 
nonetheless. So, I mean, that kept me on my feet a little bit, uh, especially Ross and uh, Denny Hamlin going at it too. Uh, yeah, but just really hardly any uh, action up front. If you had that clean air, you were gone. I mean, you saw Michael McDowell prove that. Uh, I thought Michael McDowell was just going to get swallowed on the restart. But, no, I mean, he kept that lead, and he kept it for 15, 20 time. laps almost, yeah. Yeah, that for him, that doesn't happen. No. So – so that was very shocking to see. Like I'm, I'm like like when that moment happened, I was like, oh yeah, d- uh, clean air is definitely a thing right now. So uh, it, clean it was, air and no tire fall off. I think that was a big. Yeah, part good good year kind of had to had to bring a rock to the with it being a, a, a new track that they've never they had to make a new when they had to play it safe. This being the first race there, so I mean, I mean we just saw tire failures and that stuff. Uh, only what two. Uh, I think yeah, you had Harvick four. Harvick was a rotor. Harvick, oh, Harvick was a rotor. Oh, I think we only saw two with Briscoe and Blaney. Uh, did what? Did Cole Custer have one? Uh, he might have. Might have. But either way, I think it's. I think. I think that's kind of just an outlier problem. That's Ford's trying to get some speed. I mean, those two cars, the 14 and the 21, or the 12, excuse me, uh, were rockets all day long. Even after hey. they spun, they got back up there and were contenders. And there's a reason the 14 was, you know, the, the right, fast you didn't see that that hole and everything. Like You didn't see that issue from those, those cars the rest of the day either, so. Yeah, but never, like, yeah, like, like, uh, like you guys were bringing up, like, up front, it was definitely hard to pass, and once we got that clean air, like, that was it. Like, you saw it with McDowell, like Dalton brought up. And then you saw that stretch where Truex got up there. And I don't think Truex had one of the best cars by any means. Like, I think he probably had a fifth to eighth place car. And he got out front. And, like, Kyle was trying to work him over and just could not – couldn't get past him and was losing ground to him. And I think Kyle definitely had a, a faster car than him in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it, it was, for for all the concern coming into the week, I definitely don't think it was near as bad as a lot of people expected. And yeah, you had a lot of drama. It felt like I, I mean, I joked in our group chat, it was like freaking Bowman Gray there on uh, Sunday. I mean, yeah, guys running into each other and getting pissed off, and like we can dive into Denny versus Ross and Ross versus Chase, Ross and Je- everything. Ross versus the field. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, but yeah, that. that... That's certainly that little bit of drama certainly helped the race um, along, and and it wasn't a lo- super long race. You know, it was only three hundred miles. Um, I can't remember exactly what two hundred and forty laps. I think was it. Yeah, so you're correct. It, it it was. I felt like a great distance, um, and, and it didn't really have the chance to get too spread out, too strung out. Um, and, and like I said, that that little bit of drama certainly helped things help spice things up. Uh, every time those two two guys or those four or five guys got around Ross. Uh, yeah, it was certainly interesting and must watch TV. So do any of you want to step up to the plate and defend Ross or are we like, are we all in agreement? Like, what well, are you, like the, the, I can kind of, I'll defend Ross in the chase Elliott situation. That was just kind of a product of hard racing and getting squeezed four, three wide off a of four. And what did get squeezed? Like, and I had this argument with Drew and like, no, it he, definitely got squeezed with a three and the nine, and they were all just. But he shot for a gap that wasn't there. That was my problem. Well, and that, like you got to do that was, on these restarts. We just talked about it. The clean air is king. 
but that like there was he he went three wide and there like there wasn't a hole there for him. And that was my problem in the chase. Uh, it was. I mean, it was until they got squeezed. It wasn't. The <laughs> it wasn't. Like, like the, I, the gap was it, there, and then it closed up. It's like with Gordon and Brad Keselowski, Texas 28, where, where Brad said you left a hole, and Jeff's like, yeah, because you made a hole. Like, that's how it was with Ross. Like, there wasn't really a – like, there might have been a little, a little bit of breathing room there, but I don't think there was any room to get a car in there, and he kind of – forced his way in there and then got into chase and ran chase off the track. So, I mean, yeah, me and Drew had that argument all night on Sunday, practically. Like, I don't like, it seemed like there was a minority segment of people who were like blaming chase for that, but I don't really see. No, I don't blame anybody. I think it's just product of hard racing and going forward on these restarts. Cause that's I, I the think best it was an overaggressive get... move. Uh, oh, it certainly was an overaggressive move given the situation that he had just punted somebody out of the way. I mean, had he not punted Denny Hamlin out of the way, that's not a super over-aggressive move. I mean, it's an aggressive move, but, I mean, I think that that's what you got to do on these restarts, man. I just, yeah, like I said, I mean, my biggest issue is – I like, mean, they said it, there, was, there was a gap. He shot the gap, and then that gap closed when they got squeezed off a of four. I just don't think that hole was, was, was there for him, and that's my – I mean, it was there. They were three wide. It was there. It was clearly there. I, I feel like Ross could have – like gave a little bit there, or, or, or at least somebody, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's certainly in Ross's position to give the spot there, especially after he just punted somebody. But and you're the car in the middle; you're the one who's going to have to give in that situation. Well, he like, was the car the farthest back. I mean, that, yeah, that's how, that's how that usually works. He's the furthest back and tried to stuff his way in the middle. Right. And, I mean, it, it was like, it was working until it didn't work, and then it just went. Went really bad, but it didn't even really hurt Chase Elliott's car, so wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, it lost some track position, though, and I mean, that's the problem is track position was everything in this particular race. And also, like, the biggest thing with Chase, too, like they, they brought up on, on Door Bumper Clear this week, the, the, the Chevys are terrible in traffic, and I don't know, like, what – what that they've had going on there, but I, it was something that I didn't really notice till they brought it up. But you know, now that they brought it up and, and thinking back to some of these races, like yeah, if they're not up front with, with track position, they get back in traffic, especially the Hendrick cars. It seems like they're having a hard time. Like you know, we've seen Larson, other than Charlotte, seems like he's been struggling a lot, and they just haven't been qualifying well, and he's had a hard time working his way through the field. So. And that's like once Ross got into Chase and Chase lost all that track position, his, his day was kind of screwed. And you are right because I want to talk about William Byron. It, he was nowhere near up front uh, yesterday at a, or Sunday at all. Like he hung out, I want to say 24, like the whole day and never passed anybody. The, the 24 and the 48, I feel like they've been MIA for the most part the last few weeks. I mean, yeah, but holy shit. I didn't expect it to be that bad. But, I mean, that's going to be an interesting story to follow because for, for as far out ahead as the Hendrick cars were at points, it does seem like they're missing something right now. And, obviously, like Larson and Elliott, who were probably the two best cars in the series last year. And Elliott's leading the points right now. But it's, I think we're seeing the same thing in an Xfinity and in Cup like because AJ's leading the points in Xfinity, and I don't think – for a second he's been the best car down there and same with in cup like 
Chase is leading the points, but I don't think he's the best car or that's the best team by any means right now. Oh, oh, oh no, you're right. And as we, uh, Kyle Busch is closing in on that point lead, thanks to him and Ross's issues. Uh, he backed it down to a nine-point deficit on that uh, point lead on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Let's he's let's getting, like the 18s, Kyle's definitely – they've been the most consistent team. But And as far as Ross, like they're another one of the most consistent teams, and that's the thing is like with, with him, he just can't keep putting himself in these situations because at, at some point he's he's going to get it back. And I've been back and forth on whether I liked his his response or not of like, oh, you know, what was me? Like it, it seemed kind of disingenuous to me. Like Dale Jr. said, it almost felt like he was trolling. And I was like, because he was in the car, like, oh, I'm going to handle it after the race when he gets out. Like, I'm so terrible. Like, woe is me. I shouldn't be in this car. It's like, shut up, man. Like, at yeah. least. Yeah, that's what, that's what really pissed me off. Because I knew he was going to, I thought they were going to fight after this race was over. Because Hamlin, like, would not fuck off away from him, you know. And I thought, oh, oh they're definitely going to fight for sure. But. No, like for Ross saying, oh, we're going to take care of it after the race. And then you're like, okay, never mind. I drove like a dumbass. Like, I deserve it. I'm like, really? Like, come on. Like, and, don't be like that. And that's the thing. The two guys well, he got to, like Hamlin and Chase, like, those are two guys that have a track record of don't mess with them because they're going to get you back. I think you can say that about both of those guys. Like, they have a history of that. They don't put up with shit from people. And he seemed to piss off two of the best drivers and two guys who are notorious for not putting up with shit. Like, those are not two guys I'd want to pick a fight with. Yeah, no, I mean, I, the way I see it, I think the Chase-Ross deal is done. I don't think that's I don't think I so. Like, Oh, I don't think so either, man. Nah, I think that's dead. I, but, I, I, don't, I don't think, like, Chase is going to go out there and wreck him or anything, but if they're racing each other, yeah. Chase, well, yeah, Chase isn't going to give him an inch, no, but I don't blame – I mean, he's not going to wreck him. Whereas Denny, I can see still punting him out of the way slash wrecking him. Well, I think it's all it's all going to be circumstantial. But I think if it comes down to it, like if we go to whatever race later this year, Bristol, wherever, and Chase and Ross are racing for the win, I'm booting Ross out the way. And, like, that's what you get. Same with Denny and Ross. I mean, I think both of those guys are going to have one coming to Ross. And I think – all three of those guys are going to be three of the championship favorites. And like, they're going to be racing each other for important positions at some point. And I, well, do. that's why, I mean, Ross is like, I'll take care of it after the race. Meaning I think he's like, <laughs> wants to smooth it over after the race. Like he, he knows he messed up and, and he, you know what I'm saying? I now mean, now he's going to have to race these guys with ultra respect and like to basically earn that back. So, well, I mean, the way he sounded on Radioactive when he said that, like he meant like he was gonna whoop some ass, but then he just got. Well, it's also out. Radioactive. How did you know? I mean, they they were notorious for putting stuff out of context. I guess fair point, but I, I still I just can't stand when drivers are like, "Oh, I, I I'm gonna write this guy back. I, I, I'm he's gonna get one guy." I'm like, "Well, show the fucking do it." You know? Well, like, I mean, Hamlin Hamlin has said that Hamlin said he's got one coming when it's gonna count. So we'll see. See what happens uh, there. Definitely a playoff time, but if Ross does something to piss him off this weekend or, hell, maybe in Nashville a couple weeks, then, then yeah, maybe. But I, I expect something playoff time. Yeah, I, just, I, I totally expect that. Those are, like I said, like both of those guys, like Denny and Chase are two guys. Like 
that are, I, I think you could say, like, eye for an eye guys. Like, you get them, they're going to get you back. We saw it with Chase and Denny in 17. Chase got Denny back. We saw it with Chase and uh, Harvick last year. Like, Harvick cut his tire, he cost him a win. And then, obviously, that feud continued. But, like, yeah, and those are two guys that are, like, just not going to tolerate BS. And at some point, like, he, you're, at some point, he's going to have to learn a lesson. And, like, he's, like, I've said before on here that exact quote, he's going to piss off the wrong guy. And I think Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin are two of the wrong guys to piss off. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, But it's going to be an interesting story to follow. And like everybody said, he's going to get his at some point. And it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts to it when – because I don't count either anything that happened to him on Sunday as, like, I don't think either of those guys got him back, per se. So, like, I to the, like to this point, I do not think anybody has gotten Ross back yet. No. So, including, like, A.J. Allmendinger, when you go back to, uh, to uh, Austin, where he won that race. Like, I think A.J. still has one coming his way. And we could see those two guys racing each other up front again this weekend as we go to another road course. So that'll be an interesting story to follow that as we go there. Yep. But yeah, I, I can see AJ probably doing something, uh, at Sonoma. If, if he's in that opportunity again, I, I, I do expect something. It'll, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all, but, and then, so we can we can move along from that because I think we all got our points across there to uh, kind of the battle to finish. And I mean, first off, like we're three Kyle Busch fans in here. I, I had, now this is like, like what what was good. I I've been on a heater. I had Joey Logano. I had a ticket for that. I had a ticket for Kyle Busch top three. So both of those hit. I was satisfied, but obviously I was rooting for Kyle, but, and I'm not uh, a Joey fan, but it's hard to be mad. I mean, I thought that was a hell of a battle and he just got beat straight up and overdrove it and overdrove it in there and and got beat, but it was a hell of a battle between those two. Yeah. Listen, as a diehard Joey hater, there's nothing I hate more than finishing second to him. I, I, I can't stand it so much. It pisses me off. Um, but this actually didn't make me mad because, for once, he finally raced him clean. Um, because I was just sitting there in the stands, like, expecting <coughs> Joey to dump him at some point. I feel like if all those cautions didn't come out late in the race, I feel like Joey was gonna definitely going to punt him at some point, just like he did to Willie Byron at uh, Darlington. Um, but, you know, he kind of had those uh, cautions coming out, like, very late in the race, and that kind of just set up to where Joey can just, you know, try to beat Kyle off on a restart, uh, set himself up, uh, see what he can do, try to clear him the best he can uh, when they get to uh, turns one and two. Um, I mean, because, I mean, like I said, the clean air was just the most important thing. And once you had it, you were gone. Uh, so, of course, you know, both of them are going to fight for it. Um, but I just got to give a ha- huge hats off to Joey. I Probably the first time in, like, a long time he's raced somebody clean. Uh, didn't expect it to be against his uh, biggest rival, Kyle Busch. Um I mean, yeah, again, it pissed me off, but, I mean, I'm going to respect that. I At least he raced him clean instead of, you know, dumping him because that really would have made me mad. Um, I, that's I, what I, 
I thought Joey was just going to go in there and knock the hell out of him. Like, I was fully expecting it as an N18 fan. I was like, yeah. well, you know, this is how, that's how this is going to go. But. Yeah, but again, like, if, the, if that race would have stayed green, like where the run where Kyle still held the lead, but Joey was, like, trying to pass him on the bottom, uh, and Kyle was, you know, staying on the top in the middle of turns three and four, that's where I thought it was going to happen. But I guess we got to thank uh, Stenhouse and uh, Reddick and Harvick for reckoning to – that prevented that from happening, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not really that mad at the outcome. I mean, still hate the fucker, but hey, just thanks for racing. Thanks for racing clean with respect. Nah, it was yeah. super, super good racing. Uh, you had Kyle Busch beat him on that second to last restart, and then he got Kyle got beat on the final restart. So, this super good racing, super clean. And, and I had a little bit of money on both of those guys. So I, I was just like, how is this not going to – like, is, this better pan out. I don't care how it pans out. Just bo- don't wreck each other. You know what I, I mean? I had so I, told, I had Logano to win. I had Kyle top three, and I had Blaney top three. And they were running one, two, three. And I was just like, there's no way this is going to happen. Like, I was like, <laughs> like, I was like they're going to all three, like, wreck each other. Or like That's why I was like, like – Kyle Busch and – Logano are definitely going to take each other out on this final restart. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And my Blaney top three would have hit if the Kurt didn't barely beat him to the line. Like, Yeah. So, I mean, I that actually was... thought I actually thought Blaney was going to go like a – I thought he was going to pull like a Clint Boyer Martinsville 2012. And just and send fucking, it. Yeah. Yeah, and then take them both out just like a Martinsville 2012. But, uh, no, I, I don't think Blaney can just uh, – I don't think Blaney is that kind of guy. But I did expect that, too. I know, I know you guys, like, as Kyle fans get tired of, like, there's that narrative that, like, oh, Kyle, like, Kyle Bush has consistently proven since, like, literally, like, 2011. Like, he's just, he's not an aggressive driver, and he's not going to race like that. Like, and I don't know why everybody's he's an aggressive like, oh. driver. I don't think he's not like I, everybody's like, oh, Kyle's going to knock the shit out of like, well, yeah, I'm not saying he's going to knock the shit out of you, but he's definitely an aggressive driver. Like, like when's the last time he dumped somebody for the win? Like he just, he does. Yeah. Like he could have dumped Bowman and gone to the championship last year and he didn't do it. Like, yeah. But, like he, then that's the thing. Like everybody was like tweeting like, oh, this is Kyle's going to get him. Like, and it's like, probably not. Kyle does not race like that. Like, me and Derek have had the, the 2020 Bristol debate when he was like, I wanted him to send it in there and knock Harvick out of the way when that one. And we've had that debate till the end. Like we've, we were there together and have debated that since the day that checker flag wove. But well, uh, you know like, what? I think that same race, uh, he had that press conference and uh, I think someone asked him, why didn't you bump Harvick up for the win? And he just said, you know, I'm not that kind of guy. That's not how I race. Uh, yeah. You want you want to protect your car. You want to be as clean as you possibly can and race with as much respect as possible. But and then six weeks later, Harvick took him out at Martinsville. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's what you get in return. But me and Derek have had that debate about that race so much, and it's like I was just thinking back to it with Kyle. It's like, and I've accepted that with Kyle. Like he's never going to be that kind of guy. Like he's not going to. Yeah, I mean, he, he really isn't. I thought this time could have been different just because he. <laughs> We know the scorecard with Logano, and and he still owes him one from that same Bristol race. Like, oh if, yeah, <laughs> if not more. So, yeah. I mean, that's just one of the instances. So that's what I said. I thought that's why this time would be a little bit different, but no, it wasn't. And I shout out to Kyle for doing that. But the way I look at, it, he's still aggressive. Look at him on restarts. He's super aggressive on restarts, and 
I just mean as aggressive as like. No, I know he's just not going to wreck the guys. He's not dirty. He's not dirty driver. He's aggressive. But he's not Chastain, Logano, you know, other guys in that Harvick, like other guys in that category. Like you can even put Elliott in that category to a point. Like he's he he's not one of those. I like he's along the same lines as like Truex almost. Like they're two of the cleanest guys out there. Yep. But yeah, some some great racing nevertheless. That was a good win for Joey. You hate to see it, but good for yeah. them. I mean, they had the the Penske cars were dialed in all weekend. You could look at the practice averages and speeds and you knew they were going to be tough to beat, but I I think you can definitely say as far as Kyle, like there's there's right now, man. They're hitting on all cylinders and they've had some Yeah, certainly the big for- certainly a big picture overall week to week racetrack to racetrack. Yeah, they 18 team runs really well at all different racetracks. Uh, yep. that, you got to add them to the championship favorite for sure. But you talked about y'all went, uh, talk about Chevrolets. I feel like it was just a few weeks ago, man. We were talking about how good the Chevys were. And I mean, I think it's just certain guys are hitting on stuff, certainly. But yeah, it's interesting how the, the tides have turned. And now you see the Fords are super fast. I mean, Toyota's have kind of been fast all along, but the Fords have certainly going- found something. And that's what a lot of people said going into the season. Like, this is going to be a season of stretches. We're like, this yeah, is going to be really hot. We've certainly seen that. So, so I mean, I, I, I'm certain. And when you think about the, the variety of different tracks we've gone to, I mean, the the schedule certainly hasn't gotten monotonous at all. You know, we've gone to all certain, all sorts of different surfaces and shapes and sizes of racetracks. I mean, now we're going to a road course, then we get one week off, and then we go to a mile and a third Nashville is concrete mile and a third. Yep. Um, so cool. with like medium banking. So yeah, it's it's ever changing. I don't know where we go after that. Maybe Pocono or something. So yeah, just it, the schedule is certainly helping freshen things up. And I, I don't know. I'm just NASCAR is on a big upswing right now. I can feel it. Well, speaking of road courses and new, you guys want to talk about. Portland that was so I was at a Kit Moore concert and like I was like standing in line watching it and then cut it off for a little bit and then I was like literally standing on like the floor waiting for like the opener to come out like watching the end of the race on my phone like I had another like random dude there who's a NASCAR fan watching the race too like hey there you go I was like fuck it let's check it out like so I was watching that Me and yeah, dude, I was like, like, we're just dying laughing. Like, like, what the hell is this, man? It was just, I mean, it was an adventure of a race. Like, but I, I, I joked on Mini Cup Monday about Jesse Awuji, man. That's going to be the, the what's remembered oh, from Jesus that. Oh, Jesus Christ. But uh, number one, that, I mean, there's, it seemed like that race was getting that, like, mostly positive feedback, which I was surprised about. Because, like, my first impression was, like, this is a joke. And I usually, like, I'm okay with, like, the entertainment aspect of things and things getting a little nutty sometimes. But this was, like, over the line for me with, like, I don't, I you know, like I said, I'm I'm cool and stuff. But, to, like, even for me, I was like, this is a joke. But it seemed like a lot of people were happy with it. And I was kind of in the minority on that opinion. So... For me with Portland, I was very intrigued when they announced it because uh, I actually have a family from 
Oregon. I got uh, my mom's side of the family is all from uh, Eugene, so it's not really that far from Portland. Um, so when they wanted to try that place out, I'm like, first of all, I didn't know there was a road course in Portland, but I was like, oh, okay, I'm definitely going to give this a try. Um, however, I completely forgot that Oregon is just uh, always rainy. Uh, I mean, it's kind of near that Seattle area almost, or well, I mean, not really, but it, I mean, it's where you really get the most rain like all summer. The so, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, and I mean, I had high hopes for it. I was hoping it would be a good race, but I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I thought that was uh, Coda 2021 Part Two. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I wasn't was... able to see. Uh, so I'm not sure. I believe that's also where the Indy Cars race, right? It was Portland International Raceway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's where the Indy Car holds a race every year as well. And I um, think uh, the Canadian like Pinty Series runs there too. Okay. Interesting. It's just that that first turn is just like too tight and too tight quarters and too slow for like these cars to get through. Like it was impossible for them to go through turn one and everybody not just be like running over each other. Like it was stupid. Like it was like like every time they went into turn one, I'm just like, what am I watching right now? Like, like it was a, it, it was a joke. It honestly was. Like I said, I'm surprised there hasn't been more negativity towards it because it seems like all people ever want to do is be negative. I usually try to be pretty positive, and even, like, I was negative about that. It seems like most people, oh, yeah, it was entertaining. Like, I guess it was entertaining for the, the spectacle, but I, I don't think they, People love a good shit show. I don't think they can ever race cup there. Like, I see cup racing there, like – that would be a joke. I think a lot more people would be bitching then if we saw what we saw on Saturday in the cup race. Yeah. Yeah. I, after Coda 2021 and running in the rain is what the way Portland is every year, I doubt they're going to let that happen. And it's a, it's a good market because, you know, yeah, we don't yeah, really race. Sure. I mean, I think if they want – I mean, and that's the reason they tried this out is to try to tap into that Pacific Northwest market. But in my opinion, if they want to get into that market, their best bet's probably going to be to do like a L.A. Coliseum in Seattle. Like, I don't yeah. know what other that, race that up would there. Be, that would be cool. Or, or, or a street now, but as far as that racetrack, I, I – have no desire to see cup cars racing there. I mean, I'm fine with them trying, but I mean, let's face it. I mean, we kind of all know this. Like Portland's kind of becoming a shithole, really. Yeah. And uh, of course, the, the the weather's not really that pleasant every year. So, and I really don't know a good time of year to where like you can move it and have a better chance of getting better weather. I mean, I know it's going to rain like uh, at any time of year, but really, you know. With the or uh, the Oregon area, I just don't really see a good day. Like if you want to move it and try again, yeah, I I have to agree with that. But as far as the race itself, I mean, we saw AJ drive from the back to the front. I mean, he's the best there is on the road courses, and he proved it again. You know, you had a lot of different paces of. I mean, you had freaking JJ Yaley up there, like running top five at one point, and what at the sixty six. So. I mean, that just went to show how off the wall that race was. And you had Mike Snyder in line to get a win at points. So it was a, uh interesting race. But at the end of the day, I think 
the result we all expected took place, but certainly not the the path to get there we thought. And yeah, Jesse Wuji running over the leader that was just the whole time. What are you doing? Like, I don't know how he. You know, we were just talking to Alan Huffman last week and all the shit he had to do to get a NASCAR license and. You know, it took him years and years and years. And it's like, Alan, like, and like, I asked him that and I didn't want to like throw out any names and like put him on the spot like that. But like, you, you hear a guy like that and grinding it out on the short tracks for years and, you know, has to fight to get his NASCAR license. And then you're watching Jesse Wooge. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. But I'm obviously with, with, with Jesse Wooge, it's like, Emmett, he's got Emmett Smith and in the Navy and everything. So with this culture and him, you know, being in the Navy and having his background, it, I guess it'd be terrible PR if they pulled his license. And all you need is like one idiot media company to write an article and be like NASCAR kicks black Navy soldier out of sport. And that's terrible PR to NASCAR. So like, and that's no knock on him, but you just know how this society is. And, you know, these media companies who don't know what they're talking about and don't know anything about NASCAR could certainly take that and make a story out of that and get clicks. So you have to think that might be part of why NASCAR's letting him continue to go out there. That's no knock. Like, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. Like, I'm not saying that, like, to knock him as a person or anything, but he's just, he just doesn't know how to drive a race car. Yeah. No. All right, well, I don't know if you guys got any more about the weekend that was. If y'all want to get into some picks for this weekend coming up. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's any other stories off the track to hit on, but nothing I can think. I guess Truex, the retirement rumors are heating up. Uh, Yeah, he had some spicy things to say Friday, I know, in his media session about – that they're trying to get a deal done, but he's tormented right now with it. So, and I guess he had an interview. With stuff. I guess he had an interview with Moody too, where he was like, "So his quote was, I'm not done. I'm far from done.' And then he's considering retirement. So to me, what this has written all over it, and it's gonna piss me off, is well, they're gonna for they're gonna force him out for for Ty Gibbs. That's- well. I, I feel like, and this is really sad to say, but I wonder if uh, Sherry might have something to do with his decision right now. Because uh, I think I heard that her cancer is starting to come back again. Um, but for Ty Gibbs, uh, Joe Gibbs, actually, there was a report saying that he wants Ty to stay in Xfinity for one more year. Uh, they really don't want to rush it. And I think that's a good call on Joe Gibbs. Uh, I think that's the best thing to do. Um I feel like Joe Gibbs is about to run in a very, like, critical situation here when it comes to driver lineup because, I mean, you got Denny Hamlin. I mean, Denny Hamlin really don't have that far to go either. I mean, he's near that age where he might have to start thinking about uh, retirement. I mean, Hamlin's still got about, I want to say, six or seven years maybe. Um, I mean, there is a chance he could go to 23XI, drive for himself, but he said, you know, that's all – about what it all depends on what FedEx does, if they want to follow him or not. Um, don't know if they'd leave because, you know, with their relationship to Joe Gibbs, you know, being the former coach of the Washington football team in the NFL. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen there. Now, Kyle Bush, uh, 
of course, we're trying to get a sponsor uh, situation figured out. But you saw the last report saying it was only like a one-year deal that they're talking to right now. That really doesn't sound too confident to me. Um, and it kind of worries me a little bit. So who knows what's going to happen there? And then Truex, you know, on the he, he's going to be the first guy out. Um, I can see Christopher Bell hanging around for a couple more years, like just to just to keep him. But it, it's if Mars Richier does leave with uh, Joe wanting to uh, tie to stay next city for another year, it, it's going to get pretty interesting to see how all that sorts out. Yeah. I just hope if Martin's out, I like Martin a lot, and I hope if he's out, it's his decision and it's not Gibbs forcing him out for for Ty because Martin's one of the best drivers in the sport, and I'd hate to see him kind of catch a raw deal like that. I could see him stepping away, and maybe while if, like you said, if, if Sherry is sick, uh, and then maybe he comes back when 23XI is ready to – 2311, I should say, is ready to uh, expand to a third team. Or – we could have things come full circle whenever JRM finally comes to cup. Yeah, that would be awesome as well. I would love for Martin to do one more year next year. I really hate when drivers, uh, like in the middle of the season, just say, hey, I'm going to be gone uh, at the end of this year. Like, I feel like we deserve, like, a final send-off, you know, for your fans. Um, Yeah, every every, every track. Yeah, like Carl Edwards will always be the – the the ultimate example of that. I mean, Carl Edwards has had a huge fan base. And another example, like, different circumstances is Casey Kane. Like, I love Casey Kane, too. And, like, he was just – it was so abrupt. Like, it was it for him. And, I mean, the, the Kaniacs were out of control. I mean, Casey Kane is one of the most popular drivers out there. And it was just like, he's sick. Well, he's retiring. And then a month later, he was sick. And, and that was it. And then – yeah. Obviously, Carl Edwards in the middle of January stepping away, which there's always going to be conspiracy theorists with that. But to this, I, I, I seriously do think that was Carl's decision, and he was pissed off about what happened at Homestead for the championship and kind of getting screwed out of that. And I think that's a big reason he decided to step away. But Yeah. All right, but, well, let's get into some picks for this weekend. I know we got trucks this weekend at Sonoma, and that, that race is at 7.30 Eastern on Saturday. 7.30? Yeah, I, I, I texted our group yesterday. I was like, bro, this is wild. The truck race is at 7.30, and I don't think anybody realized that we're at Sonoma. Holy shit. I mean, well, yeah, 4.30. Uh, local I know, but it's just, it's just going to be very strange. 10 o'clock on the East Coast watching a truck race from Sonoma. It's just odd. Yeah, exactly. Because it's trucks are haven't been here since 1998. Here's a note for that race. Really surprising that the people that Carson Escobar is going to try to. I don't know if you guys saw yeah. that, but they said yeah, he they'll, for have, him. they'll have uh, Suarez standing by just in case that he can't go, but he's gonna he's definitely going to give it a go. I think that's. I mean, I'm sure he can get the medical waiver, but he's just doing it old school. He's gonna try to try to get in there, at least run a couple laps to get the start and get those points. So, hey, hey, good for him. At least he's uh trying it. Uh, he's a badass motherfucker too. Oh yeah. I thought he was gonna be out after that wreck. I, I thought he's gonna be out for a while. So yeah, that's what uh, they said on DBC that it could could be a while. Let me ask you: Have you clicked on the link in his uh, Twitter bio yet? No. Um. You guys watch Family Guy? Yeah. 
So that link, I'll just go ahead and say it. That link, if you go to Carson Hosbar's, Carson Hosbar's Twitter and click that link in his bio, it's the YouTube video of uh, Peter's like at, and his family are at like a social media convention or something. And they got like a hospital bed exhibit to where you can sit there. Oh, like yeah, Sophie in a hospital bed. Yeah, yeah, for attention. And uh, he, he takes a picture of himself and he's getting like a shit ton of messages. And he goes like, oh, this is the last thing I wanted. Yep. <laughs> That's good. But, all right, yeah, well, awesome can... for him. There's a bunch of cup stars running this race. Uh, you got Alex Bowman in the seven, Harrison Burton in the 17. Maybe take that star Austin... off Harrison Burton. but Austin Dillon <laughs> in the 20. Uh, the 30 is not available. I don't know who's running that. Um, Ross Chastain in the 41. Kyle Busch in the 51. Let's go. And uh, that looks like it. The Yahoo truck, by the way, which I, I think that's uh, that's your new sponsor for 2023. It, yeah, as well, it's starting to make a shit ton of sense right now. If you really look at it, I mean, Yahoo isn't really that big of a tech company. I mean, it's not it hadn't really been that popular lately. But with their big interest in the sport right now, and you know, signing with Cobblers Motorsports and Jogas Racing, and pretty much all like the Toyota affiliate Toyota affiliates. Uh, it's it starting to uh, look like for sure Yahoo's going to be that uh, one-year deal sponsor next year. Uh, the question is now is just uh, is is the deal going to get done with them? Yep, we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. But well, Dalton, you are the guest this week. We'll let you kick it off. <coughs> All right. So um, for trucks, um, I really want to pick Kyle Busch, but it just has not been a good season for him in trucks this year. Um, was very disappointing. Uh, and remember, this is going to be his last chance this year to get a truck series win. I mean, not running Xfinity at all this year. So I hate to say this, but I, I feel like it's going to be uh, Alex Bowman for the truck series race. All right. Travis, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go with a little bit of an upset, but uh, I would love to see it. And he's been running really freaking good and it's a good track for him. I'm going to say Matt DiBenedetto gets his first national series win. He's been like – that. Tr- he has been running very good in that truck. They got a top uh, P6 on Saturday, and they were running top five a lot of the day. And he's shown in the Cup Series when he drove the 95 and other cars that he does a good job at Sonoma. And uh, he has experience racing out there being from California. So, I'm going to say Matty D gets his first national series win for Rackley. And Rackley – win in the truck series all right well since y'all left him on the board i will take the 51 kyle bush picks up his first truck win of the year yeah so wouldn't be the last shot i mean yeah we know he's won here before in cup a couple times so not a bad pick at all nope all right well and then the xfinity series has the weekend off they got a couple weekends off i believe uh, yeah, so that gives us cup, and I guess I'll lead us off. Um, give me Austin Cindric. Guy's got a lot of road course racing experience. Um, I think he, he's gonna make some noise this weekend. I don't know if you're being respectful to me because I already put my pick in the group chat earlier this week, but I uh, like, yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. I mean. I like that. Certainly, I'm going to bet on that pick. 
lock of the I'm not even just saying lock of the century, hammer it like Martin with Cole Pern back as an engineer, arguably his best racetrack. I don't think Martin Truex Jr. is just gonna win on Sunday. I think this will be like a like vintage Martin Truex Jr. smokes the field with Cole Pern in the pits. Uh, yeah, give me Truex and ride that to the bank on Sunday. All right. I want to go out on a huge limb here and say Christopher Bell. Um, he's another underrated road course racer. Uh, he knows how to get around there. He's been having pretty good speed this year, which has been surprising, uh, mostly at the short tracks and the mile and a half. Uh, I feel like he's fu- on the road course. Wait, what's up? Got his first career win on the road course. That's exactly right. So that's kind of what I want to pick on him a little bit. He actually did run good at uh, Coda back in March as well uh, before he had issues. And he, I think he came back for a top five finish too, I think. Is that correct? At Coda, Christopher Bell? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I do remember. I think he finished like fourth. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. I remember he had like a – Either he spawned or had a mechanical issue. He went a couple laps down and got, like, hit all of his laps back. And Kyle was trying to pass him for uh, the fourth spot in the final lap and spun himself out. And, yeah, yeah, Chris Bell did finish fourth. So, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm just going to go say Seabell uh, for Sunday. All, all right. right. I like it. Me, Eric, uh, we're going to talk about some sprint car racing. So, if you want John, I know – uh, you're not a huge fan over there, so I mean, you can stay on if you want. But if you want to jump off, the uh, we're gonna transition over to that stuff. So, whatever you want to do. But if you're gonna jump off, it's uh, certainly been uh, awesome talking to you. Uh, yeah, I'm not really into uh, World of That Law, so I'm not, I'm not gonna know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, plus, I, 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 if it's all right, I gotta go take the dog out real quick, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I hate to leave you guys, but uh, I really appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, great talking to you guys. Uh, great podcast, uh, Travis. I was uh, it was an honor to meet you at uh, Talladega this year. Uh, hope to we'll see you at. Uh, huh? I said we'll be back in the fall. Oh, I, I'm definitely coming back in the fall too, as well. So I'll see you there then. Uh, got good Derek down there too. Have you made up your mind on Nashville yet? I, I'm out. Yeah not going to be able to make the hotel prices man like no camping on the hotel prices i was like i'm i'm not gonna be able to swing this and and then the cooler band again too i don't know if you saw that oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so, we, oh, we covered that uh actually no so there's actually been some changes about that i don't know if you guys seen it so my buddy dakota actually emailed uh nashville's uh front office or whatever and uh I think, like, they sent a Dakota email saying, you know, hey, uh, look at this package, uh, take a package for you uh, if, if you want to come back or do you want to renew? And then he replied about him not wanting to come back because of the cooler band. And uh, the guy uh, that replied back sounded like, you know, he was on the same side as us. But um, he, he was like, you know, I, I know I understand it's probably not the best idea or it's not ideal, but they said you can – Okay, so here's the deal. You cannot bring alcohol in, but you can bring outside water and sodas in, but you still can't bring a cooler in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an, it's going like, to be a no for me, dog. Yeah, <laughs> like you 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 can you can bring in like 
a fucking 12-pack of Coca-Cola in your fucking arms if you want to, but you can't bring in a cooler to carry them. And like, it'll be piss on, warm. And, and they said no ice either. That was the other thing. So it'll be piss warm. By, oh, by oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And they said, like, uh, if you want, like, you could go back to your car and uh, get, uh, get your drinks if you have to. Like, oh, yeah, that's what race. I want to do like, in the middle of the race. I, I'm like, bitch, people spend money to watch the race and not walk up two miles back to their damn car to get their shit, you know? So, yeah, yeah. but now I'll be in Maryland that weekend, so I won't be there. But I will, uh, I'll certainly at the very least be at Talladega in the fall. So, we'll, uh, well, shit, I hate I'm not gonna be able to see you, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely see you at, uh, Talladega in the fall. Hopefully, the Bristol night race, you're up for that too. Yeah, I got some things going on that weekend, but if I can clear it up, then I will be there. So, that's TBD for now, but okay. If but, not, we can link up there, bud. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got mini cups that weekend. You gonna is, is Scott gonna let you miss a race? Uh, is it mini cups that weekend? Yeah, I heard you say that on on Monday, and then I looked at your schedule. Yeah, you're racing on the seventeenth. Ah, there you go. I won't be there. <laughs> I was about to say, is Scott gonna let you. Maybe we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> All right, but yeah, we'll let you jump off of here, Dalton. It's been awesome talking to you. You guys do a great job at the Left Turn Cult. So. Check Thank them you, sir. Out. Watch their show on Monday nights on YouTube and Twitter. You all do an awesome job. Y'all are funny as hell. So uh, if you enjoy us, you'll enjoy them a lot more. So go give them a listen. Hey, pre- appreciate you giving a shout out to our show as well, man. Really appreciate you guys uh, having me on once again. Uh, great talking to you guys. Uh, hate to have to get off here, but uh, again, just thanks, thanks for the chat. Can't wait to. Uh, listen to this uh whenever y'all release it and uh i hope to if, if you ever want me to hop on again i'm you know where to find me oh yes yeah. sir we appreciate you man yeah all right man have a good night all right you guys do the same thank you see you bye all right well we got um some one world of outlaws race to talk about Probably, I, I have I, no idea what condition that facility was in after the tornado, so it might be a yeah. A it wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah, like I said, it probably was a blessing in disguise. But they were willing to put on the show. Um, so shout out to them for that. That's awesome. And they were able to reschedule. Their date. They're able to reschedule the date. Too. Yeah, That's just in a couple weeks, uh, June twenty second, I believe, is what I saw. It's a Wednesday. Uh, I will try to confirm that. Yeah, that is a Wednesday. It doesn't come up with my calendar yet, but I believe that is a Wednesday for the like they rescheduled for that twenty second. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was an exciting race on Friday. I wasn't sure if you were still up. I was barely still awake after having a what couple of beers. Go ahead. I was. I was. I, I watched it. I remember. Yeah, I had to think back if I was watching that, but yeah, I I, uh, I was able to check it out. Yeah, you had Carson Macedo picking up the win. And uh, it's exciting. He had Sheldon Hodenshield right there battling. Um, definitely, uh, definitely some uh, some awesome, uh, awesome racing. It was uh, good to see like Casey Kane had his best run of the season. Noah Gass had his best run of the season. Noah actually got his first top ten and picked up the Hard Charger Award. So shout out to him. I believe it's Casey's first top ten of the season as well. So yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, and also a good run for Johnny Schatz in, in his home territory up there. Picking up a podium finish in third. Um, definitely knew he would be a factor. I think you might have picked him or I might have picked him last week. So, yeah, certainly strong run for that 15 team. Yeah. Um, 
I'm I'm looking back through to see if there's any need, but no, it was kind of kind of a quiet, straightforward race. I mean, you had lap traffic coming factor super quick. Uh, I mean, it was a, it's a super small racetrack up there in North Dakota, and yeah, just I had a really exciting race. Carson Macedo got the win. Brad Sweet second. Donnie Shots third. James McFadden fourth. David Gravel fifth. And you mentioned it. Uh, our buddy Noah Gass getting his first top ten with the Outlaws. First career top ten. That's awesome. Field like ten laps in. Like, yeah, I think was, he uh, lapped up to like sixth. Um, yeah, because that you had he Logan Schuhart, he he was battling, and that's that's when he flipped into turn one, and they were actually able to get that car back out and on the lead lap, and that's why he finished sixth because of how many cars Carson had lapped. Yeah, so, uh, he was on so, rails. Solid, solid work for that that Shark Racing team. Probably along know the same lines. Not just them. Along, uh-huh. along the same lines that we were saying with Cup and Xfinity, it's like they might points right now, but. They're the best team right now, for sure. I mean, obviously, that uh, finish they got taken away at Williams Grove is going to haunt them for the rest of the season because it could be a completely different battle right now if not. But that team has You're talking about Macedo? Yeah. Oh, I was talking about Shuhart. When uh, he flipped and got the, got his car back out there. Solid, just solid work by the Shark Racing guys. Yeah, sorry, I was referring to Macedo. But no, yes, Macedo, yeah, I think you definitely have to throw him in the championship favorite. I mean, he's sitting fourth right now, 62 points out of the lead. I mean, everything is super tight. Uh, David Gravel, 52 back. Sheldon Hodenshield, 56 back. Macedo, 62. And Shuhart, 88, which is just just right down there. So, yeah, those top five guys, man, are really close in points right now. And, and we're only 24 races in. And... Yeah, anything can happen. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm fucked. We're going to Knoxville this weekend, baby. And Damn right. Always uh, go there, doubleheader. Like, I mean, it's always like anytime they're racing at Knoxville. So, it's feeling during the week. Like, hell yeah, we're going to the, we're going to the capital this week. Yeah, for uh, sure, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Um yeah, we can we can dive into that a little bit. Um Yeah, I'm I'm getting the four pulled up here and uh as uh as they said in their own words, uh three full time stars stand out above the rest here at Knoxville. Donnie Schatz, David Gray, sweet. So they're the three to think about here. Travel has won. His Knoxville Raceway starts since August 2019. 14 here. Um, has won 27 Knoxville in his career. 17 with the World of Outlaws. Sweet hasn't won here since June, but he's had 10 top 10 finishes, average 0.7. He's won seven career races here at Knoxville. So. Have to be the the three favorites going in the weekend, and then obviously the Knoxville. We call them the um uh in the east, and then in Knoxville. Uh, that's their words, not mine. But Brian Brown, 
Charles, Justin Henderson, uh, the reigning track champ, all these guys are going to be there. Uh, Ayrton Jenneton had a strong run here last Definitely. It's going to be a stacked field this weekend for sure. Yeah. But that said, going to Knoxville this for that, and then we can uh, hit on Ohio Speed Week. All stars. Yeah, we got two races in Knoxville this weekend, a Friday, Saturday show. Uh, Friday night, give me Brad Sweet. All right. Uh, I'll go off the board. Well, I don't know the board here, but as far as our regular Outlaws picks, uh, I'll go Blackjack Brian Brown. All right, we know he's... Friday night. I know he usually runs local local weeks here, so yeah, definitely be a factor. I think this weekend. What about Saturday? Who you got? Um, I mentioned the tear he's been on seven of the last fourteen becomes eight of the last sixteen. He keeps that fifty percent alive, and David Gravel gets a win at Knoxville. All right, I think the guy we saw last weekend. Stays hot. Carson Macedo in the 41 team. Jason Johnson Racing picks up the win on Saturday night. Yeah, he swept this weekend last year yep. at Knoxville. Won both of these races. So, certainly going to be tough to beat him. But, yeah, that team's been on fire. And we're excited to go to the Capitol. And you know what else we're excited about? We're excited about Cometic, Gatto, Cometic Gasket Ohio Sprint Speed Week with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. We've been slacking on getting our flow subscription up. I texted you earlier. This is the week we do it because I'm like, like I will sit down literally every night. I did last year and for like 10 straight nights or whatever it is, 10 of 11, 10 of 12, something like that, and watch every single one of these races. And there were some awesome races, awesome racetracks here. So we're excited about that. And we also, real quick, last weekend's winners, Zeb Wise got his first win of the season at Attica. Cole Duncan got his first win of the season at Atomic. Uh, that top five at Attica was Zeb Wise, Corey Eliason, Hunter Schoenberg, Justin Peck, Tyler Courtney. And then at Atomic, it was Cole Duncan, Travis Philo, Tyler Courtney, Danny Smith, and Kale Thomas. Yep, <coughs> and they're, they're headed back to Atomic this weekend on Friday night to kick off Ohio Speed Weeks. Attica. Uh, that's what I meant, yep. Attica. Sorry, I'm sitting here screwing up. Um, and yeah, so we, we'll run through the list here. They go Attica, then Fremont, Fremont again, Wayne County on the 13th, the 14th, they go to Sharon, the 15th, back to Atomic, uh, the 16th, Waynesfield Raceway Park, the 17th, Lima Land. Or Lima Land, I should say, and then uh, 18th they go to Portsmouth Raceway to finish the finish it out. Nine races. Hell yeah! It's uh, so what's that? Nine races. Nine. Is there any days off in between those? Or doesn't look like it. All right. 10, well, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, 18. Yep. No days off. Hell yeah! That's uh. Freaking sweet. So Just like, like Pennsylvania said. Speed Week. So, yeah, we'll get our uh, our flow subscription rolling for that because this is definitely going to be the, the, week, the week to do it. And uh, 
pretty freaking hype. So, I mean, what are you thinking? Uh, who do you think takes home the, the title this year? We know Tyler Courtney, as he's the defending champion of a lot of things, he's the defending Ohio Speed Week champion. Uh, why not pick our boy Justin Peck, baby? You think he gets it done? Yep. All right. Well, um, wow. I know I'm Danny trying... Dietrich is also going out there. He'll probably be a factor in it. He ran. Yeah, he was the runner up last year. Yep. And he he was, I think, runner up of a uh, PA Speed Week last year as well. So. Well, and you certainly, uh, you certainly can't count out. Uh, you know, a lot of other guys. Zeb Wise got his first win, so you have to imagine he's going to be strong. So. We'll have to see. Um, so who uh, who should I pick? I will go with. You know, I'll just I'll go with the easy pick, and I'll say Tyler Courtney goes back to back. I think this many races in a row. I think it's going to suit him, and he's going to be able to adjust and get dialed in. And obviously, he was so strong during this stretch last year, and I think he uh, takes it over again and wins this year. All right. I think we're going to do it. Yeah, I'm about to say, I don't think we need to go race by race and pick all these races. No. We'll be picking like five different races before next week. So, um, yeah, we can let that settle a little bit and just go with our champs. But, yeah, certainly a lot of good racing we got to cover in this episode. Uh, it was off, right? Yep. They race again this weekend at Baku, Azerbaijan oh. Grand Prix. All right. That's actually a pretty good track. So, I'm going to check that one out. I mean, that's usually one of, yeah, that's usually one of the better. Yeah, I mean, the first year it sucked, and then everybody loved it because it's put on banger since. So yeah, yeah, it should I'll be check, decent. I'll try to check that one out. But if you uh, get up in time, it starts at seven o'clock Sunday morning. Well, I'll be uh doing my uh, weekend warrior duty this weekend, so there I might go. get up and that on my phone. So, um, all yeah. right, well. Hell yeah, good talking to you. Good episode. Thanks, Dalton, for joining us again. Check out Left Turn Cult. Uh, Thanks, as always, Derek. And we'll be back next week. Yes, sir.